When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. The other day, Lucy, my little 11-year-old twin girl, Lucy, asked me, Mom, Am I ever going to get to take a walk alone? Okay, of course the answer is no. But I went, of course, honey. Why would you not be able to take a walk alone? Of course, I'm going to be following her behind bushes in my ghillie suit the whole time. But imagine if she said, Mom, guess what? I'm going to get in a Volkswagen minivan with my boyfriend, and we're going to drive all across the U.S. and Canada know but of course you have to say yes when they get to the age of 24 and you have to let them go right I imagine that's what the parents of China Deese age 24 and Lucas Fowler her boyfriend age 23 but that's what their parents thought when they let them go they were found dead on the side of a road apparently having trouble with their van And whoever stopped to, quote, help them, murdered them. And that leads me to the names of the two so-called baby-faced killers. Two guys, Briar Schmigelski, 18, and Cam McCloyd, 19, who not only are suspected of killing these two innocent tourists, but also a college professor, Leonard Dyke, age 64. In the last hours, a stunning break in the case. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. Take a listen to our longtime friend, Matt Gutman at ABC. That Canada-wide search for those teenage murder suspects ended with the discovery of what are believed to be their remains. On Friday, August 2nd, that one critical piece of evidence was found. Items directly linked to the suspects were located on the shoreline of the Nelson River. That evidence was this damaged boat. It took only a few more days to find their bodies. Now, Canadian authorities, Tom, tell us that a coroner will determine how and when those two murder suspects died. That's right. The so-called baby-faced teen serial killers who murder an American backpacker tourist, age 24, and her boyfriend, 23, and a 64-year-old father of two have now been found dead in the wilderness after outrunning and outsmarting the cops for two weeks. Two male bodies found by a river in Manitoba. Police say they believe they are the bodies of Briar Schmigelski, 18, Cam McLeod, 19. An autopsy will not only confirm their identities, but the COD cause of death. The two on-the-run throughout northern Canada, leading police on a wild goose chase for the last 15 days. The two wanted for the murders of a young couple and a college professor, a botanist. And just hearing that, I can guarantee you the professor didn't start it. A botanist, really? Why? 
straight out to CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Dave Mack. Dave, what happened? Nancy, as we followed this case, we followed it from when these two young teenage guys were actually reported as missing and maybe endangered. And we had the young couple, the North Carolina woman and the guy from Canada, and then the professor, uh, the college professor. When those murders took place, we started switching from, hey, these teenagers are possible victims of a serial killer to they are the suspects. That began an international manhunt. Two burned out cars, three people dead, and they end up in the, at the end of the line in a, the most remote area they could possibly find in Manitoba. Uh, but last weekend... Finding that John boat, that canoe, that you know rafting boat, if you want to call it, it was aluminum. It looked like an aluminum John boat to me. Uh, they found it damaged by the side of the river, and that was the start that they had an idea that maybe those guys were nearby. And right now, we don't even know the condition of the bodies. We don't know anything about them, you know, because when I was first looking at this, as it started breaking, I thought, well, were they? Did they kill themselves? Did they die? Did they drown in the river? And they just found them on the side of the river, um, you know. Their bodies could be found in any kind of situation, and we just don't know. Uh, We know that the bodies were found together. Uh, We do know that. We don't know if it was a murder-suicide. We don't know if they both were attacked by a bear. We don't know if they were if they drowned and pulled themselves out of the water or if they drowned in the water and, you know, ended up on the side bank floating. We just don't know. After two weeks on the lamb, after three dead bodies that we know of, how do we land here? Our officers have worked tirelessly to find the suspects wanted in connection to the homicides in British Columbia. While there were no confirmed sightings since July 22nd, we never gave up in our search efforts, following up on every lead considering all options and using every available resource. We knew that we needed just to find that one piece of evidence that could move this search forward. On Friday, August 2nd, that one critical piece of evidence was found. Items directly linked to the suspects were located on the shoreline of the Nelson River. Following this discovery, we were at last able to narrow down the search. We immediately sent in specialized RCMP teams to begin searching nearby high probability areas. This morning, at approximately 10 a.m., RCMP officers located two male bodies in the dense brush within one kilometer from where the items were found. This is approximately eight kilometers from where the burnt vehicle was located. At this time, we believe these are the bodies of the two suspects wanted in connection with the homicides in British Columbia. An autopsy is being scheduled in Winnipeg to confirm their identities and to determine their cause of death. Joining me in all-star lineup, Jason Ocean's renowned defense attorney, Karen Smith, forensics expert, founder of Bare Bones Consulting, Karen Stark, psychologist out of Manhattan. You can find her at karenstark.com. And joining me right now, crimeonline.com investigative reporter, Ellen Killorn. Ellen, I want to start at the beginning. What happened? July 15th, the bodies of a young couple, Lucas Fowler and his girlfriend, China Deese, who's from North Carolina, who were traveling together on a road trip, are found shot to death in a remote area of Highway 97. Four days later, a burned body is found about a mile away from a burned-out pickup truck, miles away, about 300 miles away. Tell me about these two victims. I know one is an American girl that was on kind of a dream road trip with her fiance. They're both, of course, gorgeous. He's from, I think, Australia. They're seeing the world, I think, traveling in a van. 
and suddenly nobody hears from them, and that is when their bodies are found. What do you know about them? That's all correct, Nancy, what you said. Um, Lucas Fowler was an Australian native. His father is actually a police officer. Um, They had been together for a couple of years. They both loved to travel. They loved each other, and that's what they were doing. The very last thing, that the very last image that we saw of them was at a gas station not long before they were murdered, and they're and they're in a, they're in an embrace. What about the girl? She is from North Carolina. She's an American. She met her her boyfriend while they were traveling because that's what they both love to do. And she joined him on a road trip in through through the country of Canada. Ek is referring to China Deese, just twenty three years old of North Carolina. The boyfriend Lucas Fowler. 24 years old, dad a cop. How does Leonard Dyke, 65 of Vancouver, fit into this scenario, E.K.? Leonard Dyke, again, someone who would not have had any enemies. He was a university professor. He is a botanist. And he's, his body is found five, four days after Lucas and China burned. Take a listen to what the father of one of the two, as they are called, babyface suspects, has to say. They hung out all the time. Uh, Briar never had Cam stay at his mom's house or, or his grandmother's. It was always at Cam's place or they had a few other close friends and, and, and they'd have their camp outs and all that. I don't know much. I just, I don't want to offend Cam's, Cam's family, okay? I know they're hurting as much as I am. I know they're very confused. All I can say is my son did not have any real guns. My son did not have a vehicle. My son does not know how to drive. He was very introverted. And and he was very heavy into video games. When he came to work for me for the summer, I I didn't pay him. I just had a very expensive custom-made computer for him which he was quite content with. You know, he wasn't into the ones where, you know, you have your machine gun and go shooting people. He was more into into strategy where you move your troops here and there. So how did two seemingly innocent boys end up like this? Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. breaking developments north of the border and a manhunt for two teenagers wanted for the deaths of three people, including an American woman and her boyfriend. After weeks of searching, Canadian authorities believe they found the bodies of the suspects. The bodies discovered about 2,000 miles from where the victims were found. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. Take a listen to our friends at Sky News Australia. This is Christy Culture. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police say the two bodies found near a burnt-out van in dense bushland in the Manitoba region belong to 19-year-old Cam McLeod and 18-year-old Briar Schmigelski. The pair had been on the run for just over three weeks. The pair had last been seen 3,000 kilometres away from those bodies in the small town of Gillam on July 22nd. That's the last sighting that police had of the pair. They recently found several of their items near a riverbank in the Manitoba region. That allowed police to bring in their search area and uh, now find those bodies. There's obviously a certain amount of relief um, that we were able to locate these people and and hopefully bring some closure not only to the victims of the homicides but to the people of Gilham, Fox Lake, Cree Nation, York Landing, 
Milford Warlake. It's 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 huge to be able to hopefully give some people uh, an opportunity to exhale. Christy Culture breaking down the discovery of two dead bodies as we wait on a full autopsy. But how did these two so-called babyface killers, ages just 18 and 19, their parents swearing they were, quote, good boys? Mm-hmm. Take a listen to our friends at ABC. They were accused of shooting American China Deese and her boyfriend, Lucas Fowler, point blank on July 15th, then driving to another part of British Columbia and murdering this college professor. Those deaths sparking a massive big thousand miles Manitoba spotted the pair, ending the RAV4 the two were believed to have stolen. The two so-called baby-faced killers? I don't know how they even got that nickname. To Jason Oceans, joining me right now, renowned defense attorney, joining me out of New York, New Jersey area. Jason, monikers are attached to killers. And I don't like that because somehow it seemingly takes away from the reality. Nancy, I, I agree with you. I, 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 I hate that. Uh, uh, that uh, you know, sort of connotation of babyface. It just uh, it, it does take away from being you know an accused murderer, multiple murders, and uh, you know leading us uh, leading authorities on thousands of miles of, of chase and keeping people uh, at bay in their own homes. This is rural Canada, uh, you know, greater than the size of the United States, and 30 million people. Most of this land out here in the West is uninhabited. Hey, Jason, you know that uh, my Hallmark movies, they're not mine, they're Hallmarks, but the Haley Dean, uh, based on my, my books, they are shot up in Vancouver. And it's beautiful, beautiful country up there. But they, you go long, long stretches where you don't see anybody, Jason. I mean, these two, it's like looking for a, a needle in a haystack. They're on the continental divide. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, in between you know, the, the coast of Vancouver and, and nothingness. Uh, it's beautiful, uh, but it's just wide open. And uh, the amount of law enforcement, the resources, those who know, getting posters up, that type of stuff that we do here and, you know, in the States, uh, it, out there, it's escaping them. You know, I want to go back to Karen Stark, psychologist joining me out of New York. These two have gotten the name. I'm talking about the alleged killers, Schmigelski and McCloyd. They're young, that's true, but the name Babyface Killer, you know, why do we glamorize killers? Like, what about all those women throwing themselves at that low moron Chris Watts who kills his wife, Shanann, and his two babies? Charles Manson getting love letters at Jody Arias, the Jezebel from hell. She's getting love letters and marriage offers. I, I, I don't get it. Why are they the Babyface Killers? You know... Think about it. You go on a road trip. Karen Stark, are you with me? Because I don't hear a peep out of you. I'm listening, Nancy. I'm right there. I'm right here. Karen Stark, you and your husband, Mark, go all over the world. Every time I see Karen Stark, I'm like, what's new? Well, we went to Rome, and we went to Monaco, and went to Cannes. I'm like, what? All I did was go to work. Tell me about it. I can live through you. Think about it. You're at one of your many, many luxurious vacations, and you're driving along with Mark, your beloved husband, and bam, these two idiots pop up out of nowhere. They are not baby-faced killers. Why are we saying that? There's nothing baby-faced about them. These are, these are like spree killers, Nancy. These are, these are killers who, they don't take the time to cool down between their killings. So that just encourages them to go from one to the next. 
and they encourage each other. Usually in a situation like this, one of them is more dominant and the other one more passive. But they have revenge fantasies. Um, as the father said, one was very introverted and on social media had a lot of Nazi symbolism. And they are not baby, innocent, to be admired killers. They are cold-blooded killers who are having a really good time out there, killing people that they don't know just to get revenge and excitement out of their system. Revenge for what? They didn't even know these people. What are you talking it's about? It's just revenge against society. They feel disenfranchised. Against society, my rear end. They have had homes. They have been cared for. They have been given three meals a day. An education? Revenge for what? But that's not the reality in their mind. In their mind, they're disenfranchised. In their mind, they have jobs. They lose them. And you notice they're supposedly going out there to look for jobs. So they're not feeling very powerful. They're feeling like um, they can't keep, uh, you know, they had the no one job offense. that they had. Whoa, 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 whoa. I want to pick up on something you said. Now, no offense, Jason Oceans. And here in the studio, Ely and John, uh, no offense to men in general, but let me circle back here and start to feel powerful. You know, I never want, I never at one time in my life have I ever wanted to feel powerful. I just want to work, do a good job, come home to the twins, cook a little red beans and rice, you know, watch a little Sherlock Holmes before we fall asleep. What a feel powerful. Who wants to feel powerful? But that is. Why is it always men that want to feel powerful? Well, I guess because it has to do with that whole macho feeling of the power behind the gun and the ability. Okay, wait, 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 yeah, wait, yeah, wait, yeah, Karen yeah, Stark. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jackie Howard here in the studio has just given me a significant update. Jackie Howard, in all her intensive legal research, has discovered that these two like to play war games in the woods. Now, you know, when I was little, say nine or ten, I would build forts out of pine straw and we would throw pine cones and sycamore balls, as wrong as that is. Uh, but these two, what, how old are they? How old are they, EK? How old are these two? 18 and 19 years old. And they're still playing war games in the woods, if we are to believe Jackie Howard anyway. What what does that say, Karen Stark? They're still playing war games in the woods, running through the woods with fake guns? And I think they also like to play war games online. So they really are excited about the idea of being able to shoot a gun and go through the motions of capturing somebody or finding their target. And even though they're 18 and 19 years old, they are still two boys who get a charge out of doing that. The so-called baby phase teen serial killers who murder an American backpacker tourist, age 24, and her boyfriend, 23, and a 64-year-old father of two, have now been found dead in the wilderness after outrunning and outsmarting the cops for two weeks. To all you moms and dads out there listening, if you're like me, you pour all your love, all your dreams, all your hopes, all your energy, all your money, all your everything into your children. Can you imagine 
you go out of town for just a couple of days and you get a call. Your baby's missing. I cannot even think about it. But that is what happened to Michael Stern. He gets a call that his only child, his beautiful girl, Sarah Stern, is missing. And her car has been found abandoned on a remote bridge. At first, they tell him they think she committed suicide. He's like, no way. She didn't do that. That couldn't happen. What happened to Sarah Stern? When you see her picture, you're going to flip. Bubbly, vivacious, uh, uh, aspiring artist had lived through losing her mother to cancer and, and fought back this Saturday at a special new time on Oxygen, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central. What happened to Sarah Stern? Injustice with Nancy Grace. Please join me. Thank you, friend. I'll see you Saturday, 9 o'clock Eastern, a brand new time. Injustice with Nancy Grace. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Two male bodies found by a river in Manitoba. Police say they believe they are the bodies of Briar Schmigelski, 18, Cam McCloyd, 19. An autopsy will not only confirm their identities, but the COD cause of death. The two on the run throughout northern Canada, leading police on a wild goose chase for the last 15 days, why? A clearer and darker picture is emerging of a murder suspect at the center of a cross-country manhunt. These photos of Briar Schmigelski sent to CBC by a fellow online gamer show the teen dressed in camo with a Nazi symbol on display. He's a much different image than the boy people here knew in person. Uh. He was a nice kid, very quiet. Lisa Lucas lives a few doors down from Schmigelski's grandmother, where he often stayed as a child. Her son Ryland became quick friends with Schmigelski. The two played together for years, but eventually grew apart. Ryland just said he just he just gave off a weird kind of a vibe. He just, after a while, just started making people feel uncomfortable. She says her son became concerned with Schmigelski's love for violent video games. He would mention things about, like, if this was real, you know, like when they're playing video games, like, could you imagine if this was real kind of a thing? So, and you'd get a little too excited about it, I guess. You were hearing from our friends at the CBC. That was Tanya Fletcher. Who are these guys? Joining me right now, a forensic expert, and I have worked with her many times, and she is the consummate expert. Also the founder of Bare Bones Consulting with me right now, Karen Smith. Karen, first of all, let me just start with an elementary question. Tell me about the primary crime scene where the two bodies, the young North Carolina girl, China Deese, and her boyfriend, 24, the cop's son, are found. Then I'll move to a potential third victim, the college professor, Leonard Dyke. Well, the first scene is going to be where their van was found on the side of the road. There were reports that one of the back windows was broken. I don't know if that means blown out by a bullet, or I don't know if that means broken because it had been broken before. They're going to be looking at the positions of the bodies. How were they positioned on the side of the road? Had they been executed? Had this been uh, completed at a distance? Was it a drive-by? Uh, they're going to look at the van. What was wrong with it? How was it broken down? 
was this a rural road where there are a lot of uh, people that pass by? They're going to be asking people who may have witnessed anything to come forward. You look at the bullets. You look at the ballistics, Nancy. We've talked about this ad nauseum before. The ballistics are going to tell a story. Maybe not the story, but a story. What type of gun was it? Was it a rifle? Was it a handgun? Uh, is there any stippling or, or burned and unburned gunpowder on the body showing a close contact or, or close range gunshot? All of those forensics are going to come forward and tell a story, but it doesn't give us the name and address of a suspect. It just tells us the ballistics and what may have happened at that scene. Tell me how you believe Karen Smith, Bare Bones Consulting, that the two bodies of China Deese and Lucas Fowler can be connected to that of the college professor, Leonard Dyke. We're looking at ballistics. If Leonard Dyke was uh, shot and uh, from reports says that he was, uh, they're going to look to try and match the bullets from the first scene where the two were gunned down to the Leonard Dyke scene where he was apparently gunned down. If they can match those ballistics, uh, we're going to show that it was the same gun that fired those bullets. So those links are going to be critical. Of course, the state never has to prove motive. Uh, isn't that right, Jason Oceans? The state, i.e., for instance, me trying a case, I don't have to climb into these guys' heads and figure out why did they do it? Why? What were they thinking? What, were they tired of playing Minecraft in their mommy's basement? I don't know. Are they tired of running through the woods with an airsoft? I, 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 I don't know, and I don't have to know. I just have to know I've got the right person and the right jurisdiction and the right victims and a general time span. That's what I need to know, and I need to be able to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. So motive, schmotive. But I will say, Jason, I am curious. Don't you think juries want to, just out of curiosity, know a motive? They do, Nancy. I mean, and, and, and as I listen to you speak, once a prosecutor, always a prosecutor. And, and certainly motive doesn't matter. Uh, it's just part of the story, as you say. Juries like to hear that. These are lay people who want to know, well, what happened? How did these, you know, 18, 19-year-olds, uh, teenagers, uh, uh, quote-unquote, in a bad way, baby-faced killers, how did they get to this point? Uh, so, you know, part of that is the background, their family background. Uh, one of them is uh, comes from, a, you know, a, a ruptured family in terms of parents divorced and contentious going on for years. Not that that's any excuse, but that's part of the motive. Wait, 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 wait. Please stop, Jason. Are you seriously saying because the parents split up? No, that's because I'm the not, parents split up. That that's why they went no, on a murder I'm, spree. Because it sounds like you just Nancy, did. I'm not. I'm just saying that's part of your question as to what is motive. Didn't I hear you say ruptured family? Was that not you? That must have been Jackie Howard here in the studio because I know I heard somebody say ruptured family. Got you got to give me a little bit better than that. Well, I'm just saying you're you're looking for motive. I mean, we're we're all supposing what it might be, but. One's, uh, you know, one's uh, reclusive and recalcitrant in his life. The other one is, uh, you know, uh, got anger issues and more dominant, uh, as Karen Stark said. And unfortunately, with horrible uh, and deadly consequences. To Dave, oh, my goodness, I'm looking at a picture right now of China Dees. Just, oh, my goodness. She's just, she's just precious. 
She's standing with the boyfriend, Lucas Fowler. It looks like they're standing in front of the Grand Canyon. That's what it looks like. These two taking off to the out into the wild, the wide blue yonder to see the world. The parents begrudgingly letting them go. And now they're dead. How in the world, Dade Mac, did these two punks, McCloyd and Michelle Schmigelski, manage to outsmart cops for over two weeks? We don't exactly know. One of, I think it was Schmelsky's dad said that he had told him that he was uh, going to be looking for a better job because uh, the hourly pay from Walmart just wasn't cutting it. So they were going to go to a different city and try to find better jobs. Um, what we've seen from their online gaming exploits and their basic life online is that uh, there was a fascination with the macabre, with uh, guns, with uh, death, with all types of really radical things that uh, that we see in, in some young men this age that are disaffected by real life. Uh, neither one of them seem to have any direction. And again, as one of the dad who uh, was talking the most said that, you know, he never saw it coming. And yet everything was out there. The pictures with guns, the fascination with death. Uh, it was all out there online, enough that young people who were close to both of these guys had started backing away over the last couple of years and not having a lot to do with them because they were getting out there in a, in a land of uh, real negativity and, and death. So uh, I don't know if we'll ever actually know why they did what they did. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Tonight, Canadian police converging on a small town. Crews setting up checkpoints as heavily armed officers search nearby woods, searching door to door for two teens turned murder suspects. It is possible that someone may not have been aware of who they were providing assistance to. Cam McLeod and Briar Smigelski on the run for two weeks. Smigelski's father now fears his son will end his life in a blaze of glory. I know he's going to be dead today or tomorrow. I know that. Police believe the childhood friends killed three, including American China Deese on a road trip with Australian boyfriend Lucas Fowler. Both shot to death outside their broken down van. Police then found the body of Professor Leonard Dick near a burned up pickup truck that teens had been driving. They weren't spotted again until more than 1,200 miles away. The next day, another burn vehicle, more than 800 miles east, near the town of Gillum in northern Manitoba. A town in fear, with alleged killers on the loose. This morning, at approximately 10 a.m., our CMP officers located two male bodies in the dense brush within one kilometer from where the items were found. This is approximately eight kilometers from where the burnt vehicle was located. At this time, we believe these are the bodies of the two suspects. That's right, the so-called baby-faced teen serial killers who murder an American backpacker tourist, age 24, and her boyfriend, 23, and a 64-year-old father of two, have now been found dead in the wilderness after outrunning and outsmarting the cops for two 
weeks. You know, one of the strangest things about this entire case has been the fact that these two teenagers were able to elude some of the most experienced people trackers in the world. So how is it possible for two teenagers who don't seem to have a whole lot on the ball how could they possibly elude? Well, here's the way it really worked is probably their youth and the fact that uh, they had energy beyond the pale. Think about it. They were traveling hundreds and hundreds of miles, thousands of miles uh, to go from one spot where they killed the young couple that, whose car broke down to uh, it was a couple hundred miles to where they then killed the professor. These are young guys, 18, 19 years old. They're staying up for extended periods of time. They're staying alert for extended periods of time and they're traveling, they're moving. They were able to actually um, confuse police. Police thought that they were getting help from somebody, that they had to be getting help, and in reality, they didn't. They went into this brush. The underbrush was so thick. Experts were talking about how difficult it was to traverse, to just to hike through this area if you were actually really prepared. They had uh, RCMP guys who were actually trained for this type of terrain, and they said, they couldn't cut through it very quickly, that they were having a tough time. So when you're talking about some of the most experienced outdoors searchers who are having a difficult time in this type of terrain, and you compare that to an 18 and 19-year-old guys that don't have a lot of experience in this, I think they just basically, it was youth and energy that kept them on the move. Three people dead, including a, a gorgeous young 24-year-old girl out of South Carolina, China Deese, her boyfriend, 23-year-old Lucas Fowler, and a well-known botanist, a college professor, father of two, Leonard Dyke, all dead? allegedly at the hands of the so-called baby-faced killers? Take a listen to our friends at Inside Edition. Those two teenagers wanted for the brutal murder of a North Carolina woman and her boyfriend and a college professor have been found dead. The bodies of 19-year-old Cam McLeod and 18-year-old Briar Schmigelski were discovered on the side of a river in remote Manitoba, Canada. Police have been searching for them for three weeks. Suspects in the slayings of China Deese and her boyfriend Lucas Fowler in British Columbia. Job done. Canadian investigators yes, made the announcement today. At this time, we believe these are the bodies of the two suspects wanted in connection with the homicides in British Columbia. Their deaths closed the manhunt. It's not known if they took their own lives. The father, uh, Briar Schmigelski, says this. A normal child doesn't travel across the country killing people. A child in some very serious pain does. Mounties are going to shoot first and ask questions later. Basically, he's going to be dead today or tomorrow. I know that. I would say... Rest in peace, Byron. I love you. I'm so sorry all this had to happen. I'm so sorry that I couldn't rescue you. Oh, my stars, that's just breaking my heart. And yes, I know that's the father of one of the alleged killers, Bryce Schmigelski, but he is still a dad and he still loves his son no matter what. Uh, stunning and shocking end to a murder spree and the search for two so-called baby-faced killers killers. Dave Mack, what's the latest? 
You know, Nancy, we don't know a lot of things about the uh, bodies of the two teenagers right now, but we're learning a few things. You know, the police are being kind of guarded right now, the RCMP. But right now, we know that their final days in hiding in the wild were not easy at all. They were found um, after this two-week search of the Nelson River. Their bodies were discovered about a kilometer from the banks of the Nelson River uh, near Gillum. Uh, the teen's final meal in this insect-ridden wilderness apparently was pork chops and oranges that they uh, they actually left behind, their camping supplies. And that was kind of interesting because, you know, when they found out that burned-out RAV4, uh, it was assumed that they had burned that out and took off. Well, once they examined the burned-out RAV4, they found out that they actually left behind the camping supplies, suggesting to everybody they didn't plan on surviving out in the wild for any real length of time. Now, these are the Canadian teenagers who killed Australian Lucas Fowler and his American girlfriend, China Deese, as well as, we assume, the professor, uh, Dyke. Uh, they spent their last days dying a slow and painful death in the wilderness is what we're hearing now. Uh, the bodies of Schmigelski and McLeod were uh, found by police about a kilometer from the banks of the Nilsson River. Uh, that's just outside Gillum. That's where the center of this whole manhunt has been for the last couple of weeks. This three-week search that stretched some 5,000 kilometers across Canada, it's a longer distance than between, in Australia, like Sydney and Perth, which, again, I've mentioned before, the Australian media has been all over this, and it's just been heart-wrenching to watch some of the reporting. The uh, suspects appeared to have eaten like half of their pork chops and fruit before making their way through this thick, insect-ridden, swampy-type area toward the dangerous Nelson River. Their bodies were found about a kilometer from where uh, police found the sleeping bag um, that, and some other items for camping that they directly linked to the guys. It's not known how they died or how long their bodies had been there at this point. But we are finding out little by little things from some of the local uh, reporters and some of the people in the area. Um, local media reporting suggesting that water contamination, anaphylactic shock, or an animal attack are all potential causes of death. A stunning and shocking end to a murder spree and the search for two so-called baby-faced killers. I hate this for their parents, the two baby-faced killer parents, but what I really hate is for the children of this college professor, Miss Professor Dyke, the... Young girl, the American girl, China Dees, her boyfriend, Lucas Fowler. What a nightmare. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend.